0: Welcome to the Creative South Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. We're continuing with the bonus episodes recorded live at Weapons of Mass Creation. In this episode, I'm joined once again by special guest co-host, Blake Stevenson of Jetpacks and Roller Skates. We sit down and talk with Dustin Lee of Retro Supply about awkward off-mic moments, why he started Retro Supply, and his new project, Passive Income for Designers, where he teaches designers how to market and sell products to earn an income. And I give him a hard time about his podcast, Passive Income for Designers, which just released a new episode after an extended hiatus. All right after this. Are you ready to explore your creativity and meet a ton of new friends while doing it? Then head over to creativesouthga.com right now and get your Creative South tickets. Join us April 6th through 9th in Columbus, Georgia for Creative South, where you come as friends and leave as family. And keep listening to the podcast for more updates about speakers, workshops and other great events that are going to be happening at creative south 2017 if you like the podcast and want to help support us head over to patreon.com slash creative south every dollar helps us cover hosting costs upgrade equipment and keep the podcast going when you become a creative south patron you get access to exciting creative south news before anyone else creative south podcast stickers and t-shirts and you could even get your own podcast episode so please help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash creative Is that are about to happen. Welcome to the 25th annual Hunger Games. <laughs> Creative South Podcast is live and going off the rails real quick at yeah. WMC Fest.
1: Somebody breaks a pool cue and it's all over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be interesting. So once again, I am joined by my lovely and gracious co-host, uh, Blake Stevenson of Jetpacks and Roller Skates. And my equally lovely and gracious um,
2: guest, Dustin Lee of RetroSupply.co. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I had no idea that we'd actually be amplifying across an entire gigantic room, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's nice. And we also have in the background, um, and would have him on mic, but we can't figure out how to get the other one to work, Mr. Lenny Terenzi as the peanut gallery, who's just going to stare <laughs> at us and make inappropriate um, remarks, the... Oh, nice. He's rubbing oh. his nipples. <laughs> Just kind of do a little trolling while we're talking. <laughs> Nothing better than you rubbing your nipples while I'm talking into something that's shaped like a penis.
1: Yeah, you have my attention.
2: <laughs> oh, <that's> 100%.
1: <laughs> oh, not a, not a video podcast. It's probably good. It would definitely yeah. get an explicit rating.
0: <laughs> thank, thank goodness for audio format only. So, Dustin, um, getting somewhat back on track. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about you and Retro Supply and passive income for designers.
2: Um, well, I am a former banker. I wanted to be a graphic designer. I did every embarrassing thing under the sun to try to get a design degree going or design... Uh, business going Craigslist, uh, 99 Designs. Not proud of any of it. I'm just being completely honest with what happened. <laughs> um, and uh, eventually, things started to get on track, and I was barely getting by. And uh, then my my wife got pregnant with our first little girl, Ella, and I just started getting desperate. And I started something called Retro Supply, and that ended up uh, just doing amazing stuff. I was able to pay off all my debt, get a home. Uh, and I work full time for myself Um, it's been amazing
0: so people who aren't familiar with Retro Supply why don't you give them the 30 second uh, pitch of what you do
2: sure Retro Supply is uh, brushes actions anything a graphic designer might want that gives them natural real media effects uh, or retro inspired effects Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay And then you've also got passive income for designers. Right. Um, So why don't you give us the pitch on that?
2: Yeah, so I came from a background where I was just as interested in um, online marketing as I was in design. I was just as interested in online marketing as uh, design. So that's partially why Retro Supply, I think, was so successful, was because I totally love marketing. Sure. Um, And I realized that a lot of designers aren't, not super familiar with marketing tactics that can really help them to generate revenue. We like to make things pretty, we suck at selling. Yeah, I am familiar with (laughs) this. Exactly, yeah, and it's kind of ironic too because you would think that designers would be very good at selling things to people because that's what they do for clients, but they're good at presenting things well, but they don't tend to be good at the marketing part for the most part. Sure. So uh, passive income for designers is basically helping people that are short on time, short on money, living on a feast-famine cycle. Uh, with freelance work to actually make a steady income from um, passive income products, gotcha. which is perfect for designers. Like designers are in the perfect position to make products that make them money passively. So, so with the passive income directly, how did
0: how did RetroSupply influence you starting that
2: the passive income for designers? Um. Well, you got to remember where I came from. So I came from this thing where I really loved, I worked for a consulting company that helped people to start their first uh, businesses. Sure. So I've always loved the idea of other people starting businesses and building things that are based around what they love and learning how to make money from it. So this was something I always wanted to do, but you can't do it unless you prove it first. So anyone can come up and say, here's how you make money with your design stuff, but I had actually done it, so I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm in a very rare position that I've actually made this work, so I should share this with people that's a really
1: interesting uh, connection point because i have heard you talk about you know being the banker and doing loans and all that kind of stuff, and to hear that that was like the connecting point it's like it's a no brainer but I'm like, oh, of course, that totally makes sense, and right, yeah. to see how you've done it, i'm like that's really cool
2: so. yeah yeah i've always i mean I've always been fascinated by the idea of um, generating revenue like that. What's interesting is that I've noticed designers are scared to death of asking to sell stuff. Like, have you ever noticed that? Like, I think have it's a very. Have I noticed very, it? I'm
0: guilty of it. It's a very uncomfortable
2: <laughs> thing for people, and I feel like, especially designers, there's so many talented designers you meet, and they're so uncomfortable with like the for idea sure. of asking people to give them money for things. Sure. That I feel like most of the time it's just a mental block, and someone just needs to say like it's worth paying you. You're worth it. Like you, there's nothing wrong or people should not judge you or not like you because you're expecting money for Mm -hmm. something you're doing.
1: Right. It's definitely like a neurotic place we've all put ourselves in where like at some point, like you weren't good enough or, or like not good enough in the sense of you're just starting out. Sure. And then you pass that line, but you never told yourself that nobody ever told you that you just have to, I guess, recognize it.
2: But that's the hardest part, isn't it? It is, and I think uh, I think like the magic moment for people is when you make your first couple dollars online, sure um, I remember when I made my first sales I-, I can't remember if I ever told you this, but when I made my first sales, I thought um, I thought my mom and my grandma were buying my products, sure <laughs> and then like it became so much money it couldn't be my mom and my grandma sure <laughs> and then I realized can I cuss? Can I say, holy shit? Okay. Then I realize like, holy shit, like people are actually buying this. And then that like blows your mind. And then all of a sudden you realize every time. Yeah. Then, then like people, you realize people are buying your stuff and then like it becomes so much easier. Like it's not Mm -hmm. actually that most people are confused. It's that most people are so insecure and they so don't believe that it will work that they never get started or they believe people are going to criticize them or they're not good enough or they don't understand something. But the thing is, is it like 99% of people never do it? So like yeah. to actually oh. do it, there's zero competition because no one will do it. Well, I'm not the best designer, but nobody else does it.
1: Right. I, I walked in with my like, jetpacks and roller skates hat when I came in as like a fla- flag waver, right? To just say like, I don't put my face online. But then like I had this whole thing before I left the hotel where I'm like, I'm going to be that douchebag. That put that stupid hat on, but then it worked, and at least nobody said that I was a douchebag, so I feel like it it worked out. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, We didn't want to tell you. What? (laughs) (laughs) On the air? (laughs) I didn't say anything. (laughs) So, you know, moving forward, you know, so kind of, I, I guess jumping around here, and going back to the passive income, yeah. talking about that. You had also started a podcast, and I'm, I'm putting your feet to the fire here because you've put it on the back burner a little bit. Oh, you keep doing this. Yeah. It's like the second time in a week, Jason. Exactly. I figure the more I pester you and the more I nag you, when are we going to see some more episodes of that? Because I know you've got a bunch backlogged. I do.
2: I have a bunch backlogged, but... Um...
0: Is this passive income?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's just hanging on iTunes right now. Yeah, there's
2: like seven <laughs> episodes, and then I have like maybe four backlog. Sure. But editing them is time consuming. Sure. Apparently, I have like a really na- like this I, this nasal breathing thing I do when people are talking, and it sounds like mouth breathing, and people don't like that when they're listening to podcasts. So, like, I need to edit that out, um, and that's time consuming. But yeah, I need to do that. But the thing is, is like. When you have one thing that's making you money, and you have another thing you're doing just because, uh-huh. and you have a house and two little girls and a wife, like you pick the thing that makes you the money. Sure, yeah. And uh, luckily, I just got two people on board that are helping me write and um, giving me support on the product, so... Time is opening up. In fact, it would have came out this week. I know it sounds like I'm procrastinating, but I am at Weapons of Mass Creation, which is I, making it harder. Hey,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll cut you some slack this week since you're at a, a conference. And but
2: I do feel like you're thinking, well, I'm at Weapons of Mass Creation, yet here I am standing in front of a podcast machine. I wasn't until you said it, but (laughs) apparently you're feeling a lot more guilty than I am. (laughs) A lot lot of things are
1: surfacing right now.
2: They are. uh, A lot of this is coming. Yeah, you're right. I need to start doing that. Awesome. You need to coach me. I will. You've been doing a pretty good job.
0: I will totally coach you. We will will set something up for next week when uh, the dust settles from... Being gone for four days.
2: Oh, shit. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: All right. So what I've been asking everybody, what's the uh, best and worst
2: advice you've ever gotten? Like about life or about business or whatever you want. Yeah. Doors open. The best advice I ever got um, in terms of business is from a guy named Aaron Epstein, who's the CEO of Creative Market. Sure. He said this twice, and this always like hits me really hard. He said, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. So there might be stuff that you wish you did and you're thinking it's too late, but you're right. The best time passed. But right now is the time to do it. If you want to do it, go do it. It's not going to get any better or easier or more convenient. You should have done it yesterday. So do it now. I think that was easy. So get off your
0: ass and... uh
2: Do it now. Do it. Like, it's so easy to make excuses for not doing things, and you've just got to do it. And honestly, thinking about it is much more painful than actually doing it. Sure. Yeah. I I think
1: there's a typography-based quote t-shirt
2: in that. (laughs) That was good. Is there? That was a good quote. Yeah, it's a fantastic (laughs) quote. Um, Worst advice. I don't know what the worst advice... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have a piece of worst advice? Can you inspire me? Like, what's the worst piece of advice you ever got?
1: What? You can't turn this around. I'm just
0: co-hosting here.
2: <laughs> okay, Jason. What's the worst piece of advice you ever got? Like, maybe it'll, maybe it'll like, trigger something.
0: Um, The worst advice I ever got was um, you shouldn't do something because you're not making money at it. You shouldn't do something because? Because you're not making money at it. Oh, for it, sure. If that had been the case, this podcast never would have started. So if I had listened to that, it was like... I'm not making money off this. For um, sure. If you're listening, I would like to make money off this. Well, but so. you could because yes. like
2: you're talking about talking. You know, coaching me right now. Yep. People would pay good. If, if you have the numbers and the success behind you to back it up, people will pay you good money to do that. And I, that, that would probably be, no one has told me this advice exactly, but I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to do X thing, whether it's a side project or a self-initiated project or a passive income thing, because I don't know for sure it's going to make money. So I'm going to take this like freelance thing, making like a massage parlor logo or something like that. Sure. Like because like it's a paycheck. By and massage they...
0: parlor, do you mean like uh, Osaka Spa? No, Whatever you want it to the, be. Whatever, whatever. In the bad part of town.
2: Yes. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like, d- definitely not glamorous. You mean the re-
0: no, I'm not even going down there.
2: <laughs> so. I think the big lie is like we get so conditioned to believe that like the safest way to make money is to get paid for doing something by an employer, sure. but just because you don't make money up front is not a bad thing. In fact, the things that are most profitable, you don't have a guaranteed paycheck, but the thing is when you do, it will almost always be way, way, way more than you ever make when someone's paying you hourly, sure, and it yeah. will go on for much longer. Like You want to think of it in terms of creating assets. What can I create that's mine forever? that somewhere down the line, probably there's some way I can use this as a tool to make money.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Well, so where can we, wrapping up real quick, where can we find you online?
2: You can find um, my design goods site, Creative Goods. I'm at www.retrosupply.co or .com. Just got the .com domain finally. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I had to negotiate that guy down. It was crazy. Um, And the other one is uh, long. It's passiveincomefordesigners.com. Go there. There's a bunch of tips. Um, just getting it going. One really cool thing we started doing, or I did the other day, I think you saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did, because you were on harassing me about the podcast, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> Son of a... Okay. Yeah. Anyways, like we're getting some groups together and like going through sessions where for like a couple hours, we work on like uh, making a product together where everyone makes the product. Sure. Just started doing this, but people seem to like it, so I'm probably going to keep doing that. But PassiveIncomeForDesigners.com.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Dustin, thank you for uh, joining me.
2: Thanks for having me on. Mm -hmm. I feel seriously honored. You're welcome. I'm surrounded by two greats. It's amazing. (laughs) Where's the other one? Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Lenny's gone. (laughs) All All right. right. Thanks, sir. Thank you, man. Good to see you.
0: You can find out more about Dustin on Twitter at HeyDustinLee and over at RetroSupply.co and PassiveIncomeForDesigners.com and be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with him. Learn more about Blake on Dribble at Blake Stevenson or on his website, JetPacksAndRollerskates.com You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter at CreativeSOPod and follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CreativeSouthGA or over at CreativeSouthGA.com and I'm at J. Frostholm on dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to head over to CreativeSouthga.com right now to pick up your tickets for Creative South in April of 2017. We're looking forward to seeing you there and hugging some necks. And remember, if you like the show, help support us over at patreon.com slash creative south. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.